That's right. You are the music in my heart as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Tongue, the March edition in April. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. Is this some sort of sick April Fool's prank? It is not. And who is that voice from yonder far in the yonder Skype land. No, it's not Skype. We couldn't get Skype working. <laughs> yeah, we're here to boycott Skype. That's yeah, all we're here for. You know for. what? Um, I was back on board with Skype the last time we talked, and then we tried to use it, and now it's betrayed us once again. So That's it. They lulled you into a false sense of security, only uh, to dash that away right after. That beautiful oh, voice is, Taylor, is Taylor Fleming. Taylor Fleming is back in the hoose. In the hoose. In the hoose, yes. In the <laughs> we are Canadian, in case there was anybody listening there who was on the fence. They're like, are these? Oh, yes, in the hoose. I wonder if these people are Canadian. That's what people are saying. I uh, have never, that is, you know how that's the cliche Canadian voice? I have never once met a person that sounds like that. No, no. I, I wonder if you have to go up north to get that. But you know what? I'm no Canadian expert, even though I've that's lived true. here my entire life. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I've I've lived in Waterloo now for a year, basically today. And you've changed, by the and way. And I no, I haven't. I've learned nothing. <laughs> I've learned nothing. People are like, "How did I get here?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just moved here." And I I can't use that excuse anymore. So, <laughs> oh well. Uh, Taylor, I'm so excited for today. March was a pretty great month. March was there was a lot happening in March actually. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that before we talk about the stuff that happened in March. Anything happened to you in March that you wanted to just shout out, touch on? Like for oh. me, I saw Umbrella Academy finally, which I did enjoy. You did. I watched three episodes of it. I didn't dislike it. We just, we have a lot of stuff to watch. So I know life's hard. Life's hard. Yeah. I got a bicycle. That's where I'm at right now. That's dope. I want a bicycle really badly. It's just that uh, in where I work, apparently people steal bicycles constantly and there's no good place to lock it so well to be fair you shouldn't have taken a job at a chop shop if you didn't want to run the risk of somebody picking your part your bike apart i thought it could be different uh i thought i could change it uh laura and i have been watching game of thrones still uh that we're on season six sorry what what of thrones uh game game of thrones yeah okay it's uh you might have heard of it uh a little show i uh yeah there's a is it like an indie is it like an ifc feature or something yeah there's uh thrones there's uh sometimes dragons it's it's all small stuff but it's pretty cool uh what else uh this in in musical realm laura and i saw dear evan hansen which means nothing to you i assume but explain yourself very good uh it's a musical about uh a, a an uh, anthropomorphic deer named Evan Hansen. Go on. <laughs> about a, a a boy in high school who uh, tells a little lie that turns into a big lie. That's that's mm. basically it. And, and there's a lot of singing and there's a lot of feelings. And it's... <laughs> it turns out he doesn't have a girlfriend that lives in Canada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what else? Uh, I've been playing that Apex game a lot. Apex Legends. Apex Legends. I've heard about that. I've heard kind of mixed things. I've heard some people that swear by it and some people that say they're not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Hey. What's the deal? I really like. Hey, what's the deal? What's the deal with games? Uh, I really like it. I, I I'm into it. Uh, Is it another battle royale kind of game? Well, I don't really like battle royale games, but I I do. Apparently, I do with this one. So it is very hard. I'm very bad at it. I probably sunk thirty hours into it, which is low. Uh, and yeah, I I 
it's just a lot of fun. I don't know. It's the same people who made Titanfall, which I think you played. Ooh, yeah. I have Titanfall too. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not you... a big gamer, so that game's like a six-hour campaign. I've been playing it for two months here. Oh, there. boy. Yeah, you're not a big gamer. Uh, what have you been doing? Anything big yourself, Taylor? Living in the a... West Coast? West Coast, best coast, baby. Um, No, not a whole heck of a lot. Just been working, enjoying the sun. It's quite nice here. We, you know, no signs of snow or anything. Just, I, I went for a nice, had a game of catch baseball today it was a <laughs> uh, i was just thinking just just a game of catch just by myself just by yourself <laughs> uh throwing a frisbee into the wind and making it come back to myself hey man whatever works for you i guess god i'm lonely uh let's talk about some things that came out in march shall we uh, i'm gonna run down some things and if i missed anything uh taylor feel free to t- chime in here uh in, in the video game realm which i played none of these i'll, I'll preface that I've been trying mm-hmm. to, I, this year in particular, unless I really, really want to play it, there's a lot of games I want to play, but I'm just going to wait for it to get a little bit cheaper. Because, dude, yeah, exactly. games are fucking expensive, man. So. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a big gamer about a PS4, but everything's like $80, and Ridic- I don't care enough or want to spend that much money on a game. Uh, ridiculous. Oh, and I have to say, a big thing that happened to me a few days ago is I got an iPad, and now I'm able to trip. I have three screens in front of me right now. One with my, <laughs> yeah, one with my notes, oh my one God. with a, a window capture, and one with OBS. It's insane. Anyways. You're basically Tom Cruise from Minority <laughs> Report. I, or uh, Ned I, from Spider-Man Home. Ah, oh, damn it. I was just going to say I was the guy in the chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. That came out. Uh, Is very, that the samurai game? Uh, yes, and it's made from the people who made Dark Souls. So apparently a lot of people are having fun Oh, so fun it's with hard that. as hell. It's supposed to be hard as hell. I want to play it. Too expensive. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. That looks cute. Too cute. Expensive. <laughs> so too ex- cute. Uh, and it's a Nintendo game, so it will never go on sale. Uh, yep. Devil May Cry 5, which looks super edgy, and I love that. And that was the game that I wanted to play the most this month. But is it still that guy with white hair? Uh, it's two guys. Actually, it's three guys Dante? with white hair. Is that his name? It's Dante, Dante, Nero, and V, which I don't know if he has white hair or not. Uh, and Division Tom Clancy's Division 2. Uh, which is basically like Destiny, but with uh, uh, not as cool, I guess. <laughs> it's more. Yeah, modern, it's kind yeah. of it's like real world, but like yeah, if Terra cells took over, kind of deal. Something like that. And I, is Tom Clancy still alive? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we can Google that. But... It's it's one of the oldest questions plaguing mankind: Is Tom Clancy still alive? Or are they just putting stuff out under his name? I'm sure we can find out easily. But let's died just in 2013. Dead. Ah. R.I.P. Tom Clancy. At least the Division 2's out. Uh, and apparently it's not great. <laughs> uh, movies that this came is how out he would have wanted <laughs> uh, Movies that came out in March uh, that are not what we're talking about today. Uh, Greta. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's Greta? It's uh, the Chloe Moretz one where oh, she talks to a stranger who's really nice and it turns out she's crazy. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not here. J.K. Simmons, which uh, trailers made it look good, and then all the reviews I heard was it was not good, so not worth it. Uh, Captive State, John Goodman. I don't know anything about it. it yeah, out. I heard it's different than what you expected, but I haven't heard anything about it, so yeah, I think they're right. Uh, Hummingbird Project, Jesse Eisenberg. Ooh. Oh, that looks him and Stellan Skarsgård. No, I'm good. Pass. And The Highwaymen that uh, came out on Netflix with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. That looks, uh, whatever. I heard it's okay. I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm probably not going to They're enjoyable. It. Yeah. Uh, and those are the movies that came out in March. And some news. Let's go with some news because there's a lot of stuff that we'll have to just touch on really quickly. Uh, a lot of stuff. 
Uh, first off, this is a this is kind of throwaway. The Aladdin trailer finally came out. Uh, it came and went in, in my yeah. mind. Uh, Honestly, I I forgot that came out. I do have a list of trailers that dropped this month. Maybe we could run through those. Just keep them all. Go for it. Go. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So the Aladdin trailer. First of all, what what you think? Uh, I didn't hate it. I think it's uh too. I mean, like you know, it's uh it's gonna fall under the trap of shot for shot remake, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't seem like it's doing anything new, which I think Jungle Book did. So uh, as long as it's good enough, I'll be happy enough, I suppose. Uh, I, I kind of wish with the live action stuff that they've they take more risks, and I feel like lately they have not been so. Uh, Will Smith. You almost fun. have to go for show or excuse me, movies like The Jungle Book and Dumbo, which we'll talk about later. But yeah. those movies that you know they don't really have much story to begin with, and mm-hmm. that's a good building block. Or something like Aladdin. That's it, Beauty and the Beast. No, those are done. Yeah, those like, are they've done it. That, those are weird because if you go too far away from the source or from the the original Disney animation material, then people will yeah. get angry. And people are angry when it's not different enough, right? So exactly the shot for shots is kind of what's yeah. the point. And Will Smith looks fine, so <laughs> he I, looks weird, but okay. Really? I think he looks fine. It'll be fine. Uh, what yeah. other trailers do you have here? Um, sticking with Disney, uh, Disney Pixar, we got Toy Story Four. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Honestly, I should preface this. I don't. Half the time I'll watch 30 seconds of a trailer or just not watch it at all because I don't want to be spoiled. Uh, I think I watched the opening to this, but I didn't finish it. Uh, what That's are your a, thoughts? I don't know what uh, to say. <laughs> here we go. Here's a comment. I shouldn't have mentioned Talking Tongues, a live show where uh, we're doing it on Facebook and people get to comment live. And Paul Atkinson says, creepiest blue guy ever. <laughs> for the uh, Maybe you've heard of my good friend, Tobias Fumke. <laughs> Arrested Development. Great. I love it. Yes um what were we talking about toy story 4 toy story 4 you know what uh i first watched it i really really loved it second time watching it i really loved it but with the idea that someone said that they didn't like it because it spoiled too much of the movie and then on the second rewatch i was like "Ah, i guess it kind of does so okay i'm glad i didn't watch it yeah you're you're probably good i Uh, just saw the first bit what i'm interested in is you know, people have had discussions. There's been many an article written about it, written about, you know, what the life of these toys is actually like. And then in this movie, the girl creates a toy. She makes a, a spork into a toy and then that becomes sentient. So it's, I feel like they're going to get into it a little bit more than nitty gritty. Like what happens after a toy dies? It lives in a landfill for thousands of years or yeah, Pixar is really not, diving into yeah. the deep questions on life, you know? Yeah, exactly. You make life with your hands, just like you make babies with your vagina, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what other trailers? <laughs> what other trailers? You know, you for an anatomy professor, you're not that great. <laughs> no. Um, we, we have a, a trailer to Deadwood. I don't know if you watch that, but the Deadwood movie's finally coming back. I've heard of but it. The but Deadwood itself is coming back. Yeah, no. No interest, I guess. I've never watched Deadwood. Oh. I heard it's fine. De- yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's a very good show. It's a... Uh, the reason it got canceled is <laughs> yeah, the writer's strike happened back in the day and then they couldn't finish it. And their set was so expensive to maintain. They had to tear the whole thing down and uh, it was just too expensive to get back up and running after the fact, after the strike ended. So they just never did. So now fans are going to finally get some closure on the series that was taken away from them because this show has mad fans. What else? Like, you got? People love Deadwood. What other trailers you got? Uh, we've got, uh, Little Stranger Things Season 3. Oh, yeah, I wrote that down. I forgot about that. That should be fun. 
I, I'm excited. Yeah, they're they're teenagers now. They're grown up. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be more of the same, which is a good thing. It's familiar and it's nice. And I'm super into Stranger Things, so it'll be fun. Me too. I, I hope they end it soon, though. You know, like yeah. three seasons in time would be awesome. I will say four seasons. Give it four. End it on. Okay, <laughs> this I'll allow it. Um. Any other trailers you want to go through, or do we have uh, there's other? We've got John Wick three. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't actually watch again. it again. So uh, neither did I. I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. Uh, what about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The oh, ninth yes. film by Quentin Tarantino. Oh man, I did see that trailer, and I'm excited. I, I you know what? I'm a sucker for Leonardo DiCaprio. He is one of those actors that I see on screen and it's an instant I'll probably like it way more because he's in it. So yeah, he's he's fantastic, but also getting a I like. Brad Pitt is one of the best character actors, but mm-hmm. I once heard him described as Brad Pitt is a character actor born in a leading man's body, which I feel like perfectly sums oh, up because he is, he's so much, I don't want to say better. Yeah. Screw it. He's so much better in character roles and, and not the lead. And for those who don't know, like a character actor, is somebody who's, he's never the lead, but they're always, you know, you look at them and you're like, Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. He can really get lost in a character. Like you look at like 12 monkeys or even the Irish guy from Snatch or uh, the the serial killer in California, he's so good in these weird roles, but he looks like Brad Pitt. He's so, so handsome. Well, he's so handsome. Exactly. And Which is funny Robbie, too because honestly. he pays he plays uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's stuntman as if Brad Pitt isn't pretty enough to be an actor. <laughs> uh, and we have uh, Margot Robbie, of course, is in it too. Oh, buddy, we got Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Dakota oh, Fanning, like a, uh, Emil Hirsch, who he's canceled. I don't know why he's still in movies. Uh, he's he's trash. Uh, the last Luke Perry role. You think Emil Hirsch is garbage? I've only really like the the best uh, role I've ever seen him in was Into the Wild, and I really love that movie. But everything after that, I don't really. Yeah, especially like when he puts women in headlocks and chokes them out in bars in real life. Oh, in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's canceled. That's just, I, I love Into the Wild, but Emil Hirsch, you're done. Get out of my Yikes. face. Yikes. Uh, let's see here. I got some news that we can quickly go over here. You know, there's one movie that I didn't mention. Oh, what movie? It's kind of the biggest one. It's Endgame. Ah, uh, well, that's obviously. Avengers? Obviously. obviously. The, the biggest movie, that one that will make a zillion dollars. By the way, if you're listening to this on April 1st, apparently a little birdie says that uh, tickets will drop tomorrow, April 2nd. That's what people have been saying. So get those phones, get your pocket devices Hello. ready. So, uh, all right. Yes. Okay. Uh, are you ready for some news, Taylor? Yeah. What you oh. got? Uh, Disney Fox merger complete. Yeah, that is, I think, probably the biggest news of the month for yeah. us nerds. Actually, no, it's going to change the game one way or the other, even if you're not too. Yeah, I think it's uh, big for nerds. And like, obviously, everyone who loves comic book movies is uh, are really excited about this. And I think uh, right off the get go, it was kind of sad to see Disney immediately close <laughs> uh, one of the studios that Fox had that like came out movies came out with movies like uh fault in our stars and love simon you know like indie movies yeah smaller... was it fox searchlight yeah. i think maybe? yeah smaller yeah. S- smaller movies that had like big hearts and stuff like that i i like that so but uh, looks like disney's obviously more interested in like big franchises and what can make them the most money so yeah and that is the downside like i like i think we should mention it does kind of suck having 
one company having that much of a hold, a foothold on the entire industry, they're going to yeah. own, what is it? Like, it's basically a third of the movies that are going to be coming out yeah, now. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, and but, yeah, the problem, like competition drives innovation and... Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as a comic book fan, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, buddy, X-Men. Uh, James Gunn reinstated for volume three. Uh, that was kind of Speaking big news of too. Marvel movies. Exactly. Uh, that's, you want uh, to explain that story a little bit? Uh, yeah, James Gunn, uh, what was it? Maybe half a year ago, I would say, probably. Yeah, I think in July. Yeah, like was uh, outed for making uh, terrible, terrible jokes uh, when he was younger, uh, tweeting them. And uh, basically, uh, I would say a lot of people came after him saying, why... Just a lot of a very specific type yeah. of people came after him. Let's say in the red right states. Right-wing assholes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they br- basically brought him down a bunch of pegs uh, where I, I believe, uh, well, we don't have to get too close into this, but James Gunn, I believe, apologized about this stuff uh, far oh, yeah. before he was even Guardians of the Galaxy number one, I think. Um, yeah. So, and, I mean, Disney would have known before yeah. they hired him on in the first place, so it's not right. like a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And uh, yeah, now he's back. For, he's reinstated for volume three after a lot of uh, outrage. And um, I don't know. He had a... outrage, just fan support. Let's let's put it in a positive light. People, yeah. there was just such a showing. Like even the actors, uh, the Guardians cast, especially, sure. especially, especially Dave Batista. Dave Batista, um, yeah. They really came to bat for him. And, the, you know, they were going to use Gunn's uh, script for Guardians 3 anyway, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's back now, which is yeah. how it should be. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for him to finish off the trilogy because, you know, I don't imagine anyone else finishing off the Guardians trilogy. You know, even if it has James Gunn's uh, script, I think you need that direction as well uh, to mm-hmm. make it kind of complete. Otherwise, I'd feel kind of unfulfilled with the whole thing. So Exactly. And yeah. he did say years ago before this any of that kicked off that Guardians 3 is going to be vastly different from the other two. So. Right. Yeah, people like it needs to be him because if it was a di- different director, the fans would be like, "Oh, it's different. We don't like it as much." But right. it's going to be different. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to get into our topics real soon, but there's two more things I want to touch on here. Uh, Stadia, that's really big in the game uh, world of gaming, uh, is uh, Google's push in the next generation of gaming, where you can play big, high budget end games uh, directly from. Uh, technology that you already own like on your smartphone on your tablet on your like kind of not great laptop or whatever it is as long as you have a half decent internet connection you're basically streaming these so games. not in australia i'm sorry yeah exactly australia might be screwed <laughs> uh but if any company can do it it's google so it's exciting and very scary very very scary uh- yeah, I've heard people like uh, I'm not a huge gamer, but I've heard people say for years that this is where they think it's going. It's kind of like a Netflix subscription service that you can just you don't need the actual console anymore. You can just stream and they're going to be servers all over the world. Totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's just scary when you no longer own the games. I was uh, going to ask, what are your thoughts on that? You don't have the hard copy. I mean, if those ser- I'm cool with that the I'm, last yeah. year. The I'm Wii's cool. not online anymore. Exactly. Right? I'm, I'm fine with not owning a hard copy. I've, I've grown past that point. I'm the same way with comic books just recently now. I'm just like, I'll, I'll just get them digitally and whatever. I'll, I'll consume them and they're gone. Uh, it's like the same people who complain about uh, backwards compatible consoles. Or sorry, 
uh, consoles yeah. that are not backwards compatible. They're like, my PS2 game doesn't work on this PS3. Guess what? You'll never play those PS2 games. So who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, and last thing I want to say is the uh, big Apple event came out, which came out with three subscription services, Apple News, uh, which is not that exciting. It's like a subscription model for uh, magazines but on your iPad and iPhone. Uh, Woo! Uh, Apple Arcade, which is a subscription service for iOS games, uh, which is not that exciting. Uh, although maybe, maybe they'll pull it together. I'm not really a big fan of phone games, so... No. Uh, but Apple TV Plus is uh, Apple's big push to fight against Netflix and stuff like that. So I think... Uh, uh, or maybe specifically Disney Plus. <laughs> and, or Disney Plus. It's they like, literally took the plus. They, it's <laughs> it's plus true. Plus Plus, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes because they they fought really hard to be like here's Oprah, <laughs> which yeah, initially I wasn't that excited about it, but then you hear the name Oprah yeah. with some documentaries, old Stevie Spielberg, which is some bullshit by the way because he's just putting up a stink about streaming movies not counting as actual movies and shouldn't mm-hmm. be accepted at Academy Awards. I'm sure he'll be like, oh, this is TV, it's different, but right. You literally um, just said that you didn't risk, like, you, he didn't right. count that, and then he jumps into it with Apple. So that's some. Pay, pay anyone enough money, I guess. Um, yeah. You mean like Reese Witherspoon, Jen Aniston, Jason Momoa, Kumail Nanjiani, or freaking Sesame Street gang? Dude, that's that's going to be big. <laughs> yeah. That's JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. It's, I'm very curious to see where this goes. So uh, we'll see if they have the content to back it up. Uh, yeah. Let's get into the episode, shall we? We chatted enough about march but we got some topics to to kind of breeze through here today uh let's talk about captain marvel us and dumbo oh do you mean shazam <laughs> i mean shazam I, the I other captain marvel <laughs> uh, speaking of i am excited to see it now that i've heard some good things about but today's episode I'm, is not about shazam yeah. <laughs> i know you're like lukewarm on it right Mm-hmm. tempered expectations okay well I-, I expect to have hopefully a good time uh like captain marvel let's talk about that let's do it uh here um, let me just throw up this window capture here i'm gonna throw some of this trailer in the background while we're talking quit throwing stuff around you're inside bam captain marvel look at all these windows that i have um oh hang on this is oh, not we're all very proud of you this is not going three to... three screens in front of you and you can't figure it out huh some no. man in the chair it's hilarious because uh i posted the wrong thing on the window capture and showing a facebook conversation i'm having with someone privately <laughs> it's on the internet <laughs> uh okay let's see if this works uh taylor how about yeah. while i fix this you tell me how you felt about uh um captain marvel, captain marvel yeah um, I had an absolute blast. Uh, full disclosure, I saw Captain Marvel twice, I think in the first weekend. Um, because with a lot of these big event movies, especially say like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. whenever you see it the first time, you have all these expectations one way or the other. Um, I, again, don't like to watch trailers and try to temper the expectations, but the first time I see it, it feels much more like an event. And, oh my God, Captain Marvel was a fun one. It's just, it was one of those screenings that, Kind of like Black Panther last year, uh, another Marvel movie, but mm-hmm. it's just, you could feel the energy and the, honestly, just the happiness. Like, people were so stoked in our theater, and it was amazing. Like, the clapping and the big notes, uh, myself, like, uh, I people crying, just, it's, 
not like a sobbing crying, but one of those something would happen. And then you just kind of be like, oh, I didn't even realize that there are tears coming out of my face because I'm so not yeah. even happy, but just kind of almost uplifted. Like it, it, she was so powerful and she made other people feel powerful. You, you know, She's there's just very powerful. Uh, just like, yeah. in in more ways than one, obviously. Exactly. Not yeah. just her strength, but just, you know, not, not her physical strength, but strength with standing up to adversity and not taking no for an answer not letting anything back in particular her being a woman like yeah you know you had a lot of people coming out and they're like oh sjw movie oh, i know i know Stop cramming it down her throats i'm like first of all captain marvel like marvel the man has been dead since 1982 yeah he's come back here and there but yeah. like everyone who's like captain marvel is not a woman like yeah she's been a woman longer than you've been alive so shut up yeah for sure um yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film too. Uh, there's, I don't think it's uh, my favorite uh, Marvel film. I, no. I would say it's like probably in the middle of the pack for me out of all of them. Um, it was definitely one of the better origin movies. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, I liked how they played with the format. It wasn't quite a linear structure. And we're not going to talk spoilers right away, right? No, no, I have a little little thing here we can talk about. We'll talk spoilers at the like towards the end of the discussion. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, but we'll go with, uh, yeah, let's see, Captain Marvel... Uh, we have directors Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck who made Sugar, Mississippi Grind. It's it's kind of a funny story. Haven't seen any of those, so... Whoop. I have. Um, uh, Mississippi Grind's got Ben Mendelsohn, who plays uh, oh, Talos, Talos in this movie. So that's, you know, them working Great. together. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's him and uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's uh, let's see. poker players. Close to one billion worldwide is what this movie has made so far. So it absolutely blew the doors off. Yeah, um, it's insane. Uh, although, uh, if you look at opening weekend or where it is right now, not even opening weekend, but like where it is right now, I'm sure it's going to make much more money. But it's ranked eighth in the MCO lineup of uh, how much money it's made. So that's it, I think that's kind of interesting perspective there. Uh, it's surpassed both Spider-Man and Guardians one to be specific here. Actually, also I, I feel like we haven't even mentioned it yet. This is Marvel's first female-led movie. Oh my God, we should have uh, opened. With How that. did? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we just kind of take it for granted, but like, you know, it's it's awesome. It took this long. What is it? Like 22 movies before mm. they had a lead. It took too long, but long time. I, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, sorry, my. <laughs> We have Angus on the other end messaging me about something completely separate, and it's making the bing, bing, bing noise <laughs> mm. uh, every time you get a notification. It's very distracting, uh, as people at home could probably hear all of that. <laughs> Ask Angus what he thought about Captain Marvel. Uh, I think he liked it. Pretty sure he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Awesome. Well, why don't we get into specifics? Um, maybe yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, let's... Do you want to talk about maybe the act? Yeah, I wanted to talk about, uh, yeah, let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about the story. Story setup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think the story was? Well, here's the the story that I got so far is, um, well, this is... <laughs> Wait, have you not finished the movie? <laughs> no, 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 I, I left halfway through. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, the, the people in my theater were pretty good, except for, you know, the people, like, really dumb, the Rotten Tomatoes people. Uh, mm -hmm. That made it their way into the movie too. So uh, I've taught, I've told this story before online, but uh, essentially there was a, a a guy sitting beside me and Laura, and there's a really sweet part of the movie where Captain Marvel is giving an uplifting speech to a little girl about you know the power of women and you know how 
we can they can always push through adversity and all that kind of stuff uh, and then the guy beside us is like that's retarded and Oof. and i was Ooh, like hard r tongue jesus Easy. yeah Easy. Was like, jesus christ there's uh, some pretty shitty people out there uh but that uh luckily didn't uh it was annoying at the time and luckily they didn't bother us the entire movie like that but um mm-hmm. uh, uh, overall, my viewing experience was good. And I only seen it once too, so I I I would love to watch it a second time, uh, before Endgame, and I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, the story is the extraterrestrial Kree warrior Veers finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic war with her people and the shapeshifting. Played by Brie Larson. That's right. Uh, she also has re- reoccurring memories of a life on Earth as Carol Danvers as a U.S. pilot. Because uh, mm-hmm. have... she only she's got amnesia. She doesn't remember much before six years ago, right? That's right. Uh, we have Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law. We have returners, Lee Pace. I don't know how to say his name, but Digimon Hounso? Yeah, I think it's Jimon. I don't know. Jimon, yeah. Jimon uh, I don't know. Clark Gregg, anyone? Phil Coulson? Um, we have uh, Lashana Lynch and Gemma yeah. Chan and Annette, Annette Benning as well. Yeah, so all lot, newcomers. All newcomers. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Uh, let's save the story discussion to the end because that's when we can kind of... Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. you wanted to leave the story. Yeah. Let's well, get into I that. wanted to just, uh, you know, touch on what the movie is An overview. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, let's um, talk... Oh, go ahead. What do you think of Brie Larson? Uh, AKA Carol Danvers, AKA Veers, AKA Captain Marvel, even though she's never named. She's never called Captain... Mar- no, she's never named Captain Marvel uh, during the movie, I guess. They never say that, eh? um i i liked her i see the thing is i have a crush on brie larson i like a hollywood crush on her she she, i think she's awesome and she's very charming uh and i think as carol danvers she was really good Uh, although i will say uh especially during the beginning of the movie um and which i would say is the weakest part of the movie i think it gets way better at the second half of the movie uh, is that uh she seems kind of stiff um or like her acting not her acting but the I guess uh, Veers herself is a really stern-faced character until later mm-hmm. when she kind of, uh, you know, well, unravels her I emotions I mean, she, she is and she... She is, yeah. So in, in she's a Kree warrior, um, a warrior hero, mm-hmm. as she says. Um, but the, the Kree, basically, her... Jude Law is her teacher, Jan Rog. And these aren't spoilers. This is the basic premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's teaching her that he's constantly telling her that she has to control her emotions, get everything in check because they're all distractions. Humor is a distraction. It's a weakness. Mm -hmm. So she's constantly being told to suppress her emotions and everything that she is, but you do always get those little cracks in it. You know, like she's, she's always getting in trouble with the Supreme intelligence or yon rog or whoever, because she is always cracking wise. Yeah. So you see a bit of a shit disturber and that's, that's, I feel like that's why it's kind of like she is kind of not stiff, but almost like reserved at the beginning. But that's because she's not allowed to herself. And then as the story progresses, Mm -hmm. she gets to find out a bit more about herself and her inner character comes out. And like that's it's I think it's almost structured that way where the more it goes on, the more that we do like her because we're getting to know her as she's getting to know herself. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think that's my only uh, larger, not large complaint, but I, I wish I got to see more of her playful side. And you see a little bit at the beginning, even when she is quote unquote stiff, like with her like teammates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, there, it's, it's just like turned on for like half a second and then it kind of disappears. And it's a lot of uh, furrowed eyebrow from Brie Larson and like looking into the distance, uh, yeah. which I think it could have used the movie a little really... less. 
yeah, the movie really finds its legs for me um, whenever she arrives on C-53, home of the Terran people, yes. a.k.a. Earth. Earth yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it, from that point, the movie kind of shifts genre almost to a buddy cop movie with her and Sam Jackson, who which I thought was amazing. Pairing of the decade. <laughs> they are incredible. Yeah, that was really fun. And I, I love the technology around uh, Sam Jackson's face. He he looks so, it looks so believable. They're so good at that technology. Oh, dude, you just put a, a wig on that guy and he looked 20 years younger. It's insane. Now the Phil Coulson makeup or whatever, they, uh, CGI looked less convincing. <laughs> yeah, think. but he's barely in the movie, so that's fine. It's true, it's true. It's just jarring when you, they spent all the money on Sam Jackson and they're like, okay, and here's Phil Coulson. Remember Phil Coulson? <laughs> and then, yeah. But anyways, it's fine. It's, he's barely in the movie. Uh, we have... Um, uh, oh, go ahead. There are some more characters, but should we maybe get into story? Because I can't really talk about some of these people. Here. Uh, how do you... Well, before... And, and we will, I swear. I swear to God, we'll get into story. But uh, what did you think about... Um, uh, what did you think about the overall like theme of the movie? And how, how did that resonate with you? Uh, I... Th- thought it was great i i love the messaging like i had multiple times sort of bumps on my arms mm-hmm. just uh, uh, things that they seem kind of mundane things that you sh- you know it's like that's not revolutionary in any way they're things that we hear a lot but they're not things that we actually get to see on the big screen and that's a big problem with hollywood right like there mm-hmm. so many movies even if they are starring women are going to be produced or written or directed by men but this is one of those movies where they're they're it's a, it, you know, it's a directing duo. They're, uh, they're married, so that's why they work together. But oh, I didn't know that. Have, yeah, yeah. Um, but so like having all those things, like just that the characters speak and interact and are just treated in general. I mean, just feel that that they're pumping it up. Like it's, it's not that, it's not that you know women are better than men, but women and men are the same. And like it's, it's crazy that is that is such a still a foreign concept to so many people the people mm-hmm. trying to take the reviews before the movies even come out yeah that was again that was disgusting i hate even giving lip service to what that what that whole thing was exactly but, yeah but then but... I, I feel like carol danvers the perfect person and brie larson herself to take on these type of people like i feel like the real shit that brie larson's getting in real life is the same sort of stuff that carol danvers is putting up with her whole life in this be it when she's a kid when she's uh in the star force with the kree she's constantly being told that she can't do something that she's too emotional she's a woman she couldn't be president she's too emotional like all these things that yeah it's things revolutionary but there are things that we don't see often and they resonate i'm not a woman but like i had goosebumps on my arms two or three times throughout the movie just literally there's a montage of her just standing up in that scene like full tears in my eyes it's just one of those things she's not going to take shit from anyone sheer determination and strength to prove to not even just the world because she has nothing to prove to them it's literally proving it to herself as well exactly and, it, and it's it's really really nice to see that and like obviously uh, carol danvers that the character uh how she solves things is literally brute force everything which is great she is really good at that she will just she's such a hands-on type of hero and i I really really like that and that's Uh, what i like she's a little bit uh just their characterization of her like she is she you know shoot first ask questions later and that's what i like too it's like she's not a perfect person like it's a woman but they weren't like oh she's 
she's better than ever. Like, no, she has her problems and she knows that and she has to deal with them. Right. Uh, I, I, I absolutely love when she, like I kind of mentioned the, her standing up. I cannot wait for her and Steve Rogers, Captain America oh. to meet each other because his thing, Captain America's thing is, you know, like when he keeps getting back up and I can do this all day. Yeah. She literally had that kind of montage as well. And like, it's just those, I love that characterization where it's even if they can't like, and if she has no powers, she's still going to be that same person. It's no, not the powers that make her. That's a power couple right there. I'd I watch that. that. I'd watch that. Um, two last things before we get into the uh, story uh, is uh, action scenes for me were okay. This is where the movie is less impressive to me. Uh, where the, the I feel like the action scenes in this movie kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know. It it feel it felt like it was just rolling through the punches and kind of going through yeah, the same motions. Really, the train, the entire yeah, or her on the train and then Nick Fury chasing the train, kind of like uh, the French Connection underneath. That yeah. was super cool. Um, other than that, I do agree. It was kind of yeah. nothing stood out. Well, like when she was fighting to the song uh, "Just a Girl," uh, that like that that sequence of fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought was fun, but I honestly don't remember it. Like besides, like I remember that happened. I just don't remember what that fight looked like. You know, uh, yeah. in my head, um, maybe when she went binary and she like started effing things up, that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, the part when she was fighting with her hands. Oh contained, yes, that was right. cool because she couldn't she couldn't use her photon blast, so right. she had to be innovative, right. and that was cool. Uh, and the humor to me was uh, mostly good, I would say. Uh, like every Marvel movie, sometimes it does not land, like some like some jokes and stuff like that. But uh, I thought they it was, they balanced it pretty well. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of that comes just from the interplay between, which was great. All right, let's talk about the movie story. A little bit of the movie story. Um, we don't have to go through the entire premise of it, uh, but what do you? And we'll, we'll start talking about spoilers now too, I suppose. Let's kind of preface this that you know we're gonna get a little bit deep into it. Um, so, yeah, thoughts? I guess. As, so okay, just a quick like over as this, uh, we find out that Veers, her real name is Carol Danvers, and she was an Air Force pilot. Back on Earth, and some events transpired, sent her to Hala? Is that the name of the Kree homeworld? I believe. Something like that. Yeah, uh, sent her there, and then she's been uh, she's been trained by these people, basically, to be used as a weapon. And she is trying to solve a mystery, so she goes back to Earth, and when in those travels, she's alone, and then that's when she comes across a young Nick Fury, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. um, but she's also being pursued by Talos, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn. He's a Skrull. And uh, do you want to talk about the Skrulls, Don? Uh, yeah, the Skrulls are a shape-shifting uh, alien uh, who can literally shape-shift down to the DNA. Molecular DNA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to any any species, basically, which is pretty awesome, pretty frightening. Uh, Impossible comic, to detect. Yeah, in comic books, they have the secret uh, secret wars, I believe it. No, secret invasion. Secret invasion, that's right. Uh, which is I what I thought this movie would be, but uh, can we talk about it, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, this is this is probably my favorite part, and that's, yeah. So yeah, with uh, the whole Talos thing, because like, he's a lot different in the comics from what I've read, and the, the small bit I read, but I also did the research too, but like, Talos himself like in this movie is a lot more humorous and a lot more empathetic. Uh, and you root for him because he's not the bad guy. <laughs> well, not initially though, right? Yeah, like exactly. initially we are on, she's been taught that the scrolls are the enemies. They're an infestation and they have 
wiped yeah. out throughout the universe. But as the story goes on, we find out that maybe that's not all yeah, exactly it. Literally just trying to, uh, it, it's good this way that they, they spun it in this way, but like he's just trying to protect his people, right? Uh, yeah, uh, he's trying to find the light speed drive, basically. And then whenever we find where that is, there's also a, another important MCU relic there. Um, we actually discover that Talos has just been looking for his family. And there's a scroll colony that's been hiding right. for years. And that's what he's after. He's not trying to find any sort of WMD or anything like that. He's literally just trying to find his family and save their lives. Exactly. Which I thought was great. A great. That was a good reveal. Good reveal. Uh, like we knew that the scroll, like we read comic, uh, like we knew that the Cree weren't good. Um, but that reveal that he was literally just looking for his family. That was, I thought super well done. Yeah. And I love just them working together afterwards. And like they made a Ben cause Ben Mendelsohn, uh, from what I've, you know, seen him in and not, that's not much, but a couple movies, he's usually the bad guy. Uh, because he plays it so well, I feel. And in this, yeah. he starts the bad guy, and he's a lot, again, more empathetic and more... Uh, you root for him once you once they do the twist. So I, I like that a lot. Um, and he's funny. He's He has some... He's very funny. Him very, and his science guy. Oh, the science guy. That was so great. So great, because yeah. the science guy does... I don't even think he says a word, the science guy. Uh, no, he does uh, later on in the show. Does he? Before okay. He, yeah, uh, before he gets God. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers spoilers whatever um, uh maybe just before we can touch on uh maria and monica rambo sure yeah um maria being uh in this movie anyways uh carol's best friend mm-hmm. uh which they were in the air force together that's well, right actually not the air force they were flying because and this is another thing it wasn't they didn't make this thing at the time women were allowed to fly in the air force yeah so the closest thing that they could do was test these ships Right. And one of those testing one of the ships that resulted in getting uh, Carol getting the powers, which, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was fantastic. So they find a picture of Maria and then they track her down and Maria and her daughter, Monica, help fill in the gaps for Carol about who she is. And that I, I also thought those kind of quiet moments uh, just sitting at her house were some of the best in the movie. As well. I agree that that's when the character Carol Danvers uh, switches for me, where she becomes a lot because she's like, uh, Carol, this is the person you were and whatever, whatever. And then you start diving deeper into those flashbacks a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. when we get to learn more about who Carol was, because uh, and I'm glad they didn't play too much with the whole amnesia trope in this movie. But um, I- I've heard complaints with people saying that uh, that they didn't give enough backstory to Carol. Uh, for me, it worked. I liked how yeah. they told the story. Uh, I like how it, it, it felt different anyways on how they presented it. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a linear story. It wasn't just another Marvel. Yeah, I don't know what. See, around. I don't really agree with that argument per se it's like you kind of see the flashes of what those moments were and for me that was enough information to take with uh what they're trying yeah, exactly to say like, i don't hear people making those complaints for like we didn't see iron man when he was young or scott lang when he was young you know what i mean it's, yeah we, we saw actually more of carol's life than a lot of the characters so that's kind of funny right yeah i thought it's a interesting thing to say but anyways um what other things do we want to say about the story can we just jump in and give some future predictions? Future predictions of where Carol yeah. lands in this? Yeah. Well, first of all, Monica is definitely be fun. So say uh, again. That's Monica, Maria's okay. daughter. Yeah. Um, well, it's been almost 25 years between when this movie... Oh, we didn't even mention it. takes place 
Yeah, in 1995, I think. Yeah, so yeah. when Carol comes back in Endgame, it's going to be 2019. Like, that's a good amount of time. Uh, Monica's going to be all grown up. They even, like, they allude to it. Like, are you going to glow like your Auntie Carol and fly? And yeah, yeah it I, is. Well, yes, and I love how they set that up. I wonder if they'll go with it, honestly. Uh, uh, maybe Captain Marvel 2, right? Uh, yeah, they well, they that. have to set up for Phase 4, right? right. They I mean, they've already talked about Miles Morales in Spider-Man, and I, I am not even convinced that he'll be in the next movie, <laughs> judging by what we've seen so far. No. Uh, so uh, maybe it's just one of those things that's like, we we know that Monica becomes Captain, Captain Marvel at some point. Yeah. And um, I think that... Uh, Telos's daughter uh, is going to, I forget her name, the Skrull Queen. It's something with a V. It's like Valeria mm. or like that. I think she's going to be bad future. Oh, yeah. I, I can t- completely see where the Skrulls, there's still room for Skrulls to be bad. So Yeah, I mean, they, they were good. That went against our expectations. But Kevin Feige himself said just people, like there are good ones and there are bad ones. Yeah, Don't exactly. put people in boxes one way or the other uh let's see here i want to move ahead to because we don't have to touch on every single character because i want to move on to these other movies we got to talk about like uh the whole supreme intelligence stuff uh i was fine with i guess it wasn't my favorite part of the movie uh but jude law i thought was uh kind of an interesting i i I like jude law so so he at least at least on screen he's very charismatic so we whenever he's on screen uh there's something about him that makes you kind of try to listen to what he's saying or like yeah, how he's root for him. Uh, root for in him. lesser hands i agree in... he probably would have come generic yes. in one note but that's Jude right. Law does have that bit of charm to get it through. yeah i don't know what it is it's you're right like if they put this like a random b actor in there i'm like okay maybe not but i don't know the way jude law does his acting is is very interesting i find i don't know uh i it's... loved the end scene i don't know if i want to spoil that but just between him and their oh, final yeah confrontation it's just it's so good perfect that's yeah. uh that i have a small favorite moments uh batch here uh and that's one of them when she blasts jude law and he's just like i he basically prove tries, yourself to yeah, me <laughs> prove yourself don't use your blasters and that's his way of trying to control a woman <laughs> and to, yeah. to not you know uh to to not bring out her full potential basically just keep, yeah keep her yeah. under the thumb yeah exactly um Let's see here. Goose was uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Goose the oh, cat. Oh, yeah. The Chewy in the comics. The fl- yeah. That's right. The Flurkin. What's uh, a cat? Although I will say, even though that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, it, that uh, it, the Flurkin part with uh, the tentacles coming at Goose's uh, mouth yeah. it was exactly the same as when Groot <laughs> kind of like uh, smashed people in Guardians 1. You know, when he like uh, Groot, yeah. like, I don't know, he, he pierces a bunch of people and knocks them back and forth. It's mm-hmm. basically the exact same scene, so. Yeah, but I don't know. Chewie exists in the com. It, the cat's name is Chewie in the comic, not. Yeah, Bruce, yeah. But, no, I just yeah. meant like how they present that like ridiculous. Like I'm gonna kill a bunch of people with this one ridiculous move. Uh, yeah, it was uh, more of a reveal, I guess. It was more of a shock. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cute little kitty. Uh, I've heard some people, even though I'm o- totally okay with it, is say that they didn't like the Sam Jackson eye reveal. I knew that would ruffle some feathers. Um, which uh, there is, uh, I forget, uh, Angus, or, who we just talked about not too long ago, he discussed that uh, there's a YouTube channel about some guy talking about how Marvel always undercuts their big moments with, you know, uh, kind of a cheap humor, basically a cheap laugh is what it amounts to. And uh, this also falls under that category for those people. And 
I I would say don't take it too seriously. I don't know. Like, yeah. what else did you? I, wanna... I I don't know. I, I did like that first character though. I'm like, yeah, he's a C. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Uh, when she goes binary, when the fight on the train with the old lady, um, how Fury likes his sandwich, I thought was fun. <laughs> Ooh, that did I tell you that theory? Yeah, you told me. Yeah, tell the tell yeah. the people. Tell the people. So, uh, Steph found this theory online that. Uh, in one of the things whenever Carol's trying to decipher whether or not he's a scroll, she's asking him questions because scrolls can only replicate newer memories, so she's asking old things. One of the things that he says is that everybody calls him Fury. Nobody calls him Nick, not his mom, not his friends, not his kids if he had them. Mm-hmm. And then he also says that he only he can only eat a sandwich if it's cut diagonally. Right. But if we go back to Avengers Age of Ultron, he's in Clint Barton's kitchen and he's eating a sandwich that is cut in a straight line just right down the middle oh man possible scroll who knows well i think it's too specific an example i looked up how many movies he's been in he was in winter soldier then he was in an age of ultron and then the cameo in avengers endgame so we actually haven't seen him since the end of winter soldier which is when some people think he might have got switched right but i feel like him eating the sandwich is a way too specific example of something that happened in the movie already and that's one of the things like we know that uh, Ben Mendelsohn is a scroll later on because he calls him Nicholas instead of Fury. It's literally one of the things in one of the three things that he mentions is how he was outed as a scroll, how Ben Mendelsohn was outed as a scroll. Mm-hmm. Why not one of the other theories in that exact same scene? Like, I feel like it's way too specific and Marvel wouldn't miss that. Hmm. I feel like it's possible they would miss it. I mean, it is a big universe. I feel like there could be a slip up, but I like it. I like the theory all the same. Um, let's oh, see also, uh, yeah, Steph, just from the. Oh, sorry, your mic and cut, the... out. Your mic cut oh. out here. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Oh, sorry. Uh, Steph has just uh, let me know from that uh, when the scrolls land at the beach, there are four scrolls, and in the movie, there are only three. There's the one that is in the chase scene that turns into Coulson, there's Ben Mendelsohn, and then there's um, uh, the science guy. Oh, Where's yeah, the fourth one? I like that. I do like that. Uh, I remember yep. you telling me that, and I was like, "Ooh, that's juicy." Uh, let's move. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Yeah, this movie came out like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> let's rifle through these Easter eggs here because uh, we have a lot to talk about, and we've been talking for a while. It's uh, a good movie. That's it's a good movie. I like it a lot. Uh, the Stanley cameo, Top Gun reference. Stanley Amazing. cameo is great. I love it. Um, Mallrats reference. Uh, so yeah. this is weird though because that means Stanley as Stan Lee exists in this movie because his character in Mallrats is, yeah. and he talks about the thing having a rock dick or whatever. Like he talks about literally characters that he created. So I was like, wait a minute, what does this mean? But Stan Lee is everyone. Uh, he's a watcher after all. That's true. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is uh, obviously the post credit scene was really juicy. Uh, not the goose one. <laughs> he's just... That was really goosey. Uh, like I, I could talk a little bit longer, obviously, about like the Tesseract, and I, I, I don't feel like it was necessary to put it in the movie, but I get it. You kind of want to tie it into the larger universe, so whatever. Um, it, I, I think it was also just because it kind of disappeared at the end of which one was it? First Avenger? Or no, it was in Agent Carter. That, but it's been gone for decades. So right. I think that was them just being like, "How did they get the Tesseract back?" Right. This is how. Was it them just kind of bridging a gap? It's post Captain America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 1995, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on to us. And I'm gonna get you, Taylor. We're gonna try this, and this might not be the right decision, but I think your mic's cutting it in and out. You want to uh-huh. try to 
without disconnecting the call, unplug the microphone and plug it back in. I don't know if he's doing it. Is he doing it, ladies and gentlemen? I Hello? Noticed. Yo, okay, let's try that. We back. Yeah, we back. Um, all right, let's move on to us. And uh, this one, I feel like we can talk for forever. Let's try to keep it tight. Yeah, like the last one we didn't. Yeah, and don't worry. I mean, Dumbo, I will assure you, it is a shorter conversation. Uh, yeah, but, it's going to be one-sided, that's for sure. Yeah, it will definitely be one-sided. Uh, but uh, let's try to unpack us a little bit. I'll start off by saying, obviously, it's uh, Jordan Peele's uh, latest movie. Uh, after His the sophomore. That's right. Uh, after the uh, Academy acclaimed Get Out uh, horror film, uh, reaching $175 million worldwide, which is amazing for a horror movie in general. Um, but also, it's such great for like original <laughs> also ideas. Also, a black, <laughs> a completely black cast. That's right. All leads. It's yeah. all that. It's just like that and being like an original idea. Like, I, I love all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's um a lot of people are talking about all the records that are, but it's one that people aren't mentioning is that it's the it's made the most money for movie with a female lead oh cool i did not even put that together uh yeah i know also, i don't know why people aren't talking about also that. lupita nyong'o's first uh lead acting role and, Dude, and isn't that crazy she won an oscar for yeah. 12 years a slave and yeah. she has not been the lead in a- yeah that is, is what is wrong insanity <laughs> uh i've heard and Jordan Peele, I listened to a podcast with him, and Jordan Peele doesn't know either, but he imagines it's because she's been waiting for the right movie because uh, he finds it kind of nutty that nobody approached her for a leading role kind of thing. But You know what? Knows? They're lost, man. Yeah. Uh, he says he, it also wouldn't be surprising in today's landscape that she also wasn't offered a leading role beforehand either, but who knows. Um, let's see. Was it scary? That's the question. Uh, I think it was very tense, and I like those movies. Um, I don't... I. I... I love horror movies, but I hate a cheap horror movie with cheap scares and things jumping out at you. Yeah. Um, this movie, it f- for a horror movie, it really, and I have heard some complaints that people feel it's overstuffed. I thought it was great, and I love the way that he mashes all these horror subgenres into one movie. Yeah. So you do have the kind of supernatural elements. You have the, the Bayesian movie. You have some weird shit that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. but I, I like that and like during the home invasion like it was one of those movies that i was very tense throughout Me too. i wasn't i wasn't getting scared left and right but i don't like that it's just the unnerving every no. the, all the good and all the bad characters sitting in one room looking at each other and you can just hear a pin drop it's exactly that and i am i'm someone who also i'll say right now that i don't really like horror movies although this movie and get out both of those movies have made me come around to the genre in a big way like if because i'll give you a list don't worry about it yeah uh like i love i love the humor in this movie uh like it's really funny (laughs) Uh, do you want to give a little backstory on jordan peele sure uh i mean who doesn't know jordan peele at this point come on uh all i really know is basically he came from he must have not came from it, but he's famous for Key and Peel. Yeah. Uh, well, he was on Mad TV for years, I think. Yeah. Uh, SNL? Was he in SNL? No. No, no. Mad uh, TV. So Mad TV uh, with... Uh, uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan, yes. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peel did uh, Key and Peel for many, many seasons, and they kind of broke off with their own successes, right? Yeah, uh, variety sketch show, and then... Um, yeah, Keegan-Michael Key. Key is doing a lot of acting roles, a lot yes. of different stuff, and uh, Jordan Peel is kind of... Man, he's going to be the king of Hollywood soon. Yeah. 
it's it's awesome and so that's why he's so good at and we've maybe talked to this about this before at least with each other but how comedy and horror are are almost one in the same yeah um, we've talked about this on your podcast ranked So it's just it's a, it's a release it's a build and release of tension one way exactly. or the other. So I think in both cases they do such a good job with the funny, like it's really funny, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it's funny because it's honest too in its humor. There's a scene very early on where uh, I forget Winston Duke I think his name is yeah uh, where he's just like trying to seduce Lupita Nyong'o's character. Oh, so I like how he's just getting himself. And yeah, he, like he tries a couple. And he's not hamming it up. He's literally becoming that person. And it's just funny. I'm sure like, you've heard he based his character on Homer Simpson. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Uh, and the scariness to me was, yeah, the tension of this movie was just really thrilling. And I know some people were like, I don't like this movie because it's not there's not it's not horror. It didn't scare me. And I'm like, well, if it didn't scare you, that's that's its own thing, I suppose. But yeah. I, I was also horror, much like comedy is very. Yeah, I think. For me, it was it was perfect in that sense of being the perfectly ex- uh, accessible horror movie. I suppose mm-hmm. it does. Lot- he doesn't conform to a genre. He yeah. blends everything. Like I said, this it's a lot more scary than uh, Get Out. I would say that it's uh, cr- it's so creepy. creepy For me, that's yeah. what it is. It's a very cre- yeah. It feels like there's a spider crawling on you for an hour. Yeah, forty and, minutes, however long it is. Uh, I guess the general setup of the movie is. Uh, uh, like without the themes and stuff is that there are basically a doppelganger of yourself out there called the tethered and the tethered are out to kill you is like kind of like a that's not that's not the theme yeah, of the movie but it's that's the, the basic premise is that there's uh, a doppelganger they go to a this, summer home in santa cruz yeah and then uh, one night they, the boy comes and says there's a family sitting in yeah. and you start to terrorize them and then they later find out that they are their doubles it's and that's freaky again i've heard jordan peele say that you know the scariest thing well this is the theme of the movie right here is the scary the maybe what we should be afraid of is us <laughs> right uh we are the scariest kind of entity in the world and not the people around us uh and you know i love what i really 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 love about this movie is how the interpretation of this movie has just been so all over the place from so many different people and the theories that have come out of this movie is just so incredible so i'm really digging that am i losing you here i i think your microphone might be completely out yep let's see here taylor taylor are we have you oh yeah i cannot hear you if you're trying to talk let me do the old unplug plug thing Oh, I hear you. Ah. Hello. Oh, man. Uh, I'm sure you said, I'm sure you were just spilling gold. Keep moving forward. <laughs> I was spilling much gold. Although, I will say our voice connection, I can see on our, uh, oh boy, hopefully Discord. Discord here is uh, quite poor right now. Hopefully. Yeah, it's been green the whole time. Oh, maybe Discord is right. Oh, no. And they just don't want us talking about us. Uh, you know what? It happened when we started talking about us, and now look at where That's we are. Fair. Oh God, I'm scared. Ugh. Oh, Damn, God. I hate to out a company like this, but here we are. <laughs> uh, but what I was saying was, uh, oh, here I got. It's yeah, green. maybe it's... we could try talking about the white character. Come back. <laughs> uh, 
what I was saying earlier before you cut out was that I love the amount of interpretations that have come out of this movie uh, and how people feel about this movie. It's all over the place. Can we maybe talk about characters or whatever and then get back into this in spoilers? Because I want to hear your take and sure, which I haven't seen yet. Yes. Uh, my take is kind of all over the place because I think it's colored by other people's takes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I went first weekend just to be like, I don't. And I know you did too. You saw the day. But just to. Uh, yeah. The same day. Yeah. Same day. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, just try to get in before all the things. But sure. um, yeah, why don't we just talk? First of all, every actor, every actor pulls double duty in this movie, which is incredible. Oh, my God. And oh, God. Like, I, I, I genuinely. <laughs> something like even now it's been like a week or week yeah it's been one week or maybe two week and a yes. half that um even now when i turn off the lights i kind of afraid that someone in a red jumpsuit is gonna be standing right there when i turn off the light <laughs> and it's like kind of frightening this you know what it is yeah. it's lupita nyong'o's uh red character the way she acts that character where like i just get kind of just goosebumps i'm just so scared uh um, oh she's so creepy the way she puts her hands on her face yeah, and just kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. I, I'm the trailer right now is playing in the background, and I'm trying not to look at it because I've seen that clip like three times since we started talking about us, <laughs> and it's it's freaking me out. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't, I, I, I kind of don't know where to begin with this movie. I will just say that like, uh, th- the biggest thing I have, uh, or not the big, the, it's, I almost have a big pet peeve of this movie, and it's not because of this movie. It's about people who watch this movie. Is that I think it really separates. Uh, a different breed of moviegoers almost. Yeah, the boys from the men. I'm right there with <laughs> So I've had this discussion with uh, a lot of people at work who have seen this movie because it is like a very big, it was a very big anticipated movie. and Hotly. Yeah, and then you have people who seen the movie and they're like, this was so amazing. I can't wait to talk about it. This is why it's great because of this, this, this. I love the layers here. I love the, the thematic the, the themes here, I love uh, all the theories here and all this good stuff, right? And then mm-hmm. you have people who are like, I don't like this movie at all because A, it didn't scare me. And especially B, I don't get it because they don't explain everything to me. And that is when I get a visceral like, it's uh, I get so <laughs> angry at people. Uh, That's so funny. I was talking to a friend today uh, from Ottawa. Saying yeah. that uh, he thought they did too much of an exposition dump at the end. Like, he thought they over-explained it. So it's so funny. That just shows you how all this shit, it's so subjective. Like, okay, yeah. it didn't work for you. Like, I'm not afraid of clowns, but some people see a regular clown and lose their shit. Right, exactly. It's called color phobia. That's a little trivia for you. But do you know what I mean? And then, like, okay, it wasn't scary to you, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. No. Maybe you didn't enjoy it. So but. I, I would say it's people, and, and that's fine. Like, if it doesn't scare you, it doesn't scare you. But the deeper thing of, like, having a again. movie explain something to you, I think it's not very interesting. Like, I think there is merit to that. <laughs> but this movie itself is, and this has been said elsewhere, but also it's more about the... It's not about the how, it's about the why. <laughs> like, why is this happening and why is he showing me this information like this? Uh, it, it's so more or less, like, people are like, I don't understand the tethered because what are, like, I want to hear more explanation of why are they here or how does this work? And I'm like, are, are I don't we think... in the spoiler zone yet or no? Yeah, we are, we are, we are. Let's do it. Okay. It's more like, uh, I just don't understand how 
having that information would benefit you in any way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and Jordan Peele has stated so many times that this is just a horror movie. It's not like, it's not a socioeconomical thriller, like get out, you know, yeah. but people are treating it as if it is the same as that. And they're trying, they're looking for so many more answers, mm-hmm. which you don't need. See, uh, this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but I find there's a lot of horror movies that start as a short, right? Mm-hmm. Um, say Lights Out, for example. Um, great short. I didn't even watch the movie because it sucks. Um, I find the reason with the the shorts work so well. Uh, Mama is another good example. Guillermo del Toro direct uh, produced it. Excuse me. But um, in a short, you can you just get the scare. You get the you like here's a creature that was great, and it's the yeah. thing with the movie is they have to fill time, and you need to kill a beast or a creature or whatever, and you need to explain the thing more and st- for me whenever you need to do that explanation or it could even be somebody like Hannibal Lecter or Darth Vader when you need to explain their origin it it loses so much sometimes it's the mystery we don't care what happened with the prequels Anakin sucks we don't we ignore those pretend like it didn't happen Darth Vader is terrifying yeah. Hannibal origins was garbage like Hannibal just you don't need to see that you right no these things come from all the time sometimes it's just it's, shut up enjoy it's a popcorn movie that's all it is so what i i equate it to is the it's the it's the, it's the knowing the magic trick kind of analogy mm, of like that's a good i like that yeah because it's like oh well how did they do the magic trick and then you find out and you're like oh okay like that's that's the reaction it's like oh okay that's cool but all right like that's like explaining how do the tethered work uh, how did the government make the tethered? Okay, uh, microbots. Does that satisfy you? No. <laughs> like that would be yeah. like that would be the worst thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's totally like th- these are the tethered some government experiments that went wrong, whatever. But this is what the movie's actually about. Almost. Yes. So this movie, I didn't again didn't watch the trailer. Um, I watched I watched up to the part where he's like, "There's a family yard." And yeah. I, turned I didn't it even off. I didn't the- know they were double doppelgangers. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer either. Um, so I had a bit different experience. Like as soon as, oh my God, what was her name? Uh, Adelaide Lupita Nyong'o's, um, mm-hmm. it, the movie starts with her in like 1986 or so. Mm-hmm. And she has a traumatic experience in a funhouse mirror where she sees a double yada, yada, yada. But yeah. like, I knew, like I like I knew that they switched at that moment. So I knew that Lupita was bad. Well, not bad, but different the right. whole time. Um, which... Yeah, like I didn't, I, I, I th- I'm not trying to be pretentious or anything, I swear, but like I thought it was a little more obvious than a big reveal. I was like, were, did we, were we not all on board with that? But in watching the movie, like there were so many clues through, I've only seen it once, but there's so many clues throughout the movie where you'd be like, it was kind of confirmation bias. I'm like, yeah, okay, like that's, that it's, you know, she, she had, uh, she couldn't kill her, uh, the, the, the tethered children. Um, right. She had a, she, you know, whenever she saw, uh, what was her name? Umbre, the her daughter, the, yep. the tethered daughter. Like whenever mm-hmm. she's all mangled in the tree, she couldn't actually kill her. She just watched whenever the boy died. Uh, Pluto. She she was super upset. And then there are some other parts where she's doing the kind of she reverts into like the like the weird oh, barking because they don't speak, right? Yeah. And then um, whenever Lupita Nyong'o's character, uh, her other character, Red, she can speak. She sounds like she swallowed a bullfrog and it's or that she was choked <laughs> yeah that she was choked exactly and nobody speaks down below yeah so she hasn't used her vocal cords in like 
over 20 years. Yeah. So her, her, her trachea or whatever is mangled and she doesn't use it. So that's why it sounds so harsh. So these are all these things that kind of like uh, reinforce it. And one thing that I thought was really cool, um, again, I haven't seen anybody talk about this, but Lupita's character wears for the bulk of the movie, she's in beige pants and a white top. Mm-hmm. But as the movie goes on and more chaos ensues, she gets splattered with blood here and there. At the end, she gets stabbed in the side, blood runs down. And then ultimately, again, super double spoilers, um, she, uh, Adelaide kills Red and she stabs her and then she kind of embraces her and hugs her. But then when she drops uh she's covered in blood in the top and as the movie goes through her white shirt gets more and more stained with red we yeah. see as the movie goes on by the end she's in a red outfit much like all the other tethered and i thought that was just a great imagery that's amazing and i, I this is why i really love this movie is because there's and again we could have dedicated an entire podcast to this and i i, I won't <laughs> but i just love everyone's thoughts about this movie and how they felt about it in this way like if people think about this movie in this way i think it's a big su- success because there's so yeah. much to pick apart about this movie and there's so many Easter eggs that you can pull from it. Uh, yeah. It's just when people, they're like, well, I don't get it. It didn't scare me. I hate it. And, <laughs> that, you know what I thought was funny too? I guess it should have been a clue that I was like, oh, maybe. Oh. Duke. Hello? Can you yep. hear me? Uh, yeah, okay. I missed that clue. It should have been a clue that. Oh, uh, a clue that I wasn't on the same page as everyone. Yeah. In the theater. Um, But like when Duke, his character, boat at one point they have an altercation but um his uh what's his what's his big what's uh, abraham his abraham. double abraham uh whenever he's on the boat uh he's just in the middle of a lake um it's santa cruz there's a bunch of beach houses and stuff and he lets out this like guttural yell and then you just hear in the distance a yell back and i was like to me i was like okay they're everywhere the tethered are like everybody's doubles do you know yeah. but when he was doing those the people in the audience like he would be like Rawr! and then people in the audience were laughing at that and i'm yeah. like Yo, like that's terrifying because he's he's basically like a wolf howling to his pack and they're howling back. But the people in the audience didn't get that. They thought it was funny. They yeah. were like, what does this guy do? And he's just like having a victory lap and screaming. That's my the audience. Which I thought was cool. Was, it was like that but too. my theory, you know uh so who do you think made the tethered? Uh, I think they kinda they touch on it. They just say government they say government. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, are you here? Oh boy, what a day, what a day. Oh man. You can hear me? Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Um, So everybody that I've talked to feels that the tethered was created by scientists or whatever, but my reading of the movie is that it goes way longer than that. Hmm. I feel like it was some sort of dark magic back in the day because somebody does mention that they've been there for generations. like they mentioned that there was an experiment, um, and I feel like a lot of people take that to me. Oh, it was scientists, right? Created this thing, but the whole thing has a super uh, supernatural element to it already. And I think, hello, yep. So I, I feel like it's some sort of like ancient magic that made these things in the first place because there is a supernatural. All these things are connected. Just simply being clones wouldn't explain that. So and the place, yeah, go on. Did. So that's interesting too, because for everywhere I've read, and I believe I touched on, I heard this in the movie too, that it was a government experiment that went wrong. And that's about as much as that. I feel like, I don't, I don't know. And maybe I missed the word government, but I feel like I just remember him talking about man doing an experiment that went wrong and then they put Mm. them underneath. But my, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a scientific explanation. I think it's a magic explanation, which 
if that's the case, it just gives so much more leeway to be like, well, why this? Where did they get the backwards thriller shirt? It's magic. Shut up. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard the magic theory. I've only heard like, well, not even a theory. People just say government. Uh, but I, yeah, I do. But agree. even somebody does definitely mention they've been there for generations. And if we're going with government, well, even if we're going with scientists, there wouldn't have been any science that could do that more than 100 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I suppose. Well, okay, like yeah. Nikola Tesla did it, I sure, guess. Sure, like, sure. Like, after he finished the stuff in uh, The Prestige, that I think cloning. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah Hugh Jackman. Uh, I think you can kind of push away any explanation with government and stuff and whatever. But I, I, like, I don't think like again that that explanation doesn't matter like to me exactly it, it's more like okay what are the themes of this movie and like when people like talk about like hands across america and how's it you know uh, redlining and, and what does that mean and how you know the redlining like, that's right the class basically they're yeah, they're a downtrodden low, class yeah the lower class can succeed and there's like a positive way to think about that and a negative way uh the positive way obviously being like yeah of course the people who are beaten down and told that they can't do anything can rise above their station and just become you know uh, important and then mm -hmm. another theory of that is that okay maybe the worst case of humanity worse you know versions of ourselves are the ones that will take over the country uh, the united states of america uh there's mm -hmm. like I don't know. There's just so many different ways to think about this movie. And again, that's what I really appreciate about it. Um, the last, uh, well, yeah, again, we can go through forever talking about this movie. Uh, I, I love the theory about Jason and how he could have been switched. I don't know. I, I don't agree. like that one. I, I don't know if I can agree with it, but I like that. Uh, it's Steph again just told me about that one yesterday. And yeah. I, I don't like that because for that to be legit, it happened in the past year. And I'm like, there's no way that this kid could have come from the underground and flipped all that stuff. And in my a year. Like, interpretation—he had no PTSD, no right. trauma. Like, so we... my interpretation of uh, of yes, and I, there's a lot of holes in that theory, but I just like that it exists. Uh, mm. My interpretation of uh, Adelaide, or who is actually Red, I I thought she genuinely like uh, suppressed the memory that she was a tethered. I did not. Mm. I, I, I. That's how I interpreted it when I watched the entire movie. And then obviously I have other people telling, you know, saying their own stories, being like, "No, no, she totally knew this entire time." And I'm like, "I, that didn't even click with me." So, that's neat, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. No, that's the, the. I don't know. Like it's that's what I, earlier just going back to the thing where it's like people said the movie's not good and like it's a very subjective thing, because just a movie like this hate it or love it it inspires so much conversation and yes. so many think pieces like it is art you know you, you look at a painting and that could, you can interpret it a million different ways and that's what he's done here and that's i think he succeeded in with what he set out to do i, I completely agree uh, a couple favorite moments i have here uh i love umbre and the them scene of when her uh when she's running uh and oh she's so fast and she's so fast and she gets to the car and then she ducks that scared me so much. Oh, it, she's such a creep. Uh, when uh, obviously when they're standing outside, I didn't watch the trailer, so I had no idea. But when Lapita, uh, when Red claps her hands and everyone just pieces, scatters. Yeah, I was frightened of that, and I yeah, love the just even with that part though. Like I feel like she probably did know something was coming because as soon as the son uh, he says that there's people standing in the in the driveway, she tells. Uh, Zora, her daughter, she's like, put on your shoes right, right. now. Like she knows the shit's about to hit the fan. Well, see, I feel that's... like she she's got a little inside baseball. Well, she knows what's up. I, she that's the thing is I I didn't know she knew who the she just I thought she just 
because she has the memory of a child, right? Um, of going into the to the House of Mirrors, and that's where I pulled the like, okay, she just assumes that something's coming towards her because she feels like it's a shadow lingering on her. I never got the impression that it's like, oh no, the real Adelaide's about to come get me. So, um, what else do we have? The dance and the cutting with the scissors at the end when they're kind of mirroring like. I just want to really say is that the music in this movie, or uh, the music uh, of us is so incredible and it's just so creepy. And I'm sorry, everyone, that Taylor has such a bad microphone issue today. Uh, but let's see here. I'm just going to talk chat in with him quick. Oh, you, hello. Hi. Man, we are having a terrible luck today. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Leave the people wanting more. That was your mission. Exactly. I was just talking about how the dance with Adelaide and Red at the end, like them flashing back and forth between that, was mm. just a really amazing moment uh, and creepy. But I was also talking about the music in the movie is so haunting. It's, it's yeah, just it's, the whole thing just has a just a creepy cloud just ugh. it's yeah. it's creepy i feel like that's it's it's not super scary it's just very creepy to me yeah and i agree like i actually well i think creepy and scary can go almost hand in hand for me but yes um yeah just for me it's just like it didn't scare me but it's just like ugh, creeped out no tense the whole time uh last thing i'll say about the movie really quick because i, I want to move on is uh what did you did you like it better than get out or do you like it the same is it two different two different things or what do you uh, think? honestly they are so different it's kind of apples and oranges but i oh i don't know i i honestly haven't really ranked one above the other uh I feel like I would probably, because I, I have rewatched Get Out, but I feel like if you had two of them, I would probably put Us on again because it's there's yeah. a little more going on. It's a little more like action heavy. It's a little more. So uh, this is where I landed on it, and there's a lot of people who disagree, and that's fine. Is that I like it better than Get Out uh, because of the discussions and because it's so nuanced. Is when I watch Get Out, I know what this movie is about, uh, and I know what the themes of the movie are, and it's very well made. I just us there's just so much going on that i could probably watch it a zillion times and then you know have a bunch of different thoughts about it so yeah yeah uh yeah dumbo <laughs> oh my god Ooh. oh we've been full talking. disclosure i did not see dumbo that's okay, that's okay. oh we've been talking did anybody why let's see here let me see what time is it yeah we got it. uh i went to see dumbo with uh my friend navala who's on last month's episode uh mm -hmm. and it, it like i have again i don't have much to say about it except for like is tim burton's latest film in his like remakes that he's been doing for disney uh it's actually ranked the lowest of all the live action remakes in terms of in, in terms of box office box office numbers which i find a, uh 116 worldwide but yeah 46 uh, in north america uh i find that surprising only because like i don't why did people watch Alice through the looking glass? I don't know. Or Pete's dragon. Uh, oh my God. It's lower than those. Yeah. It's lower oh, than those. Wow. It's the lowest. Um, Woof. But, and Dumbo, like, you know, it's, a, it's a, when you say Dumbo, people know what you're talking about. So at least it has the 
name recognition, name recognition, to, name recognition to it. So that's why I, I, when I was a kid, I barely even interacted with Dumbo. I saw it a couple times, and I I didn't much care for it when I was a kid. No. Uh, but I didn't hate it as a kid either. And that's how I feel about this movie is that I don't, I came away being like, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. Cause I thought it'd be a train wreck. Uh, but it actually, I walked out of it being like, all right, that wasn't so bad, but it does nothing to kind of push forward or try to convince people that live action remakes are necessary Yeah, <laughs> as well as, in its storytelling, it does nothing different to make it seem more, I don't know, coherent and mature. And it doesn't push any boundaries. Yeah, uh, I've heard it missed the mark on a lot of. Um, yeah. So what was this? Let me just as an outsider uh, story. Uh, you have Colin Farrell's character, who is probably the better part of the movie, uh, who is uh war veteran who comes home to his original home which is a circus and uh basically now that he's back and he lost an arm he can't ride horses anymore so they tell him to be in charge of the elephants uh and the mama elephant that danny devito's character bought uh gives birth to dumbo uh an elephant a freak elephant with uh, large ears and there's a lot of oh he has large ears let's make fun of him kind of thing although he's completely adorable looking cgi elephant uh and then they learn that he can fly so after they learn that he can fly they take his flying abilities around the circus racket i guess and uh he gets discovered by michael keaton's character uh and then yeah it's it basically goes from there Honestly, I wish my microphone had have cut out during that. Like, just none of that is interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of Honestly, like... Honestly, you kept saying, you'd be like, and then Danny DeVito, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's still going. And then you're like, and then Michael Keaton. I'm like, well, seriously? Like, see, wrap it up. Danny DeVito. I like Danny DeVito. So he's 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 always uh, magnetic to me when I watch him. He's ridiculous, but he's... I wish they gave him more ridiculousness in the movie, almost. Uh same with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton really hams it up during the show or during the movie. And even though it's really hammy, he was still probably my favorite part of the movie. Like, it's just that kind of stuff that I'm like, I'm looking for things to be more interested in than the actual plot of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, this is completely side thing, but Danny DeVito and uh, Mrs. Mack from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, have like a mini It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia reunion where she's kind of just like, kind of bad-mouthing Danny. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because I know them from those two shows <laughs> or that one show. It's just like, huh, I'm pulling the wrong thing from this movie if that's all Yeah, I'm you're getting. like, oh, I needed to be reminded of a different thing to enjoy yeah. this thing. Um, like, okay, you have some nephews. Yeah. Like, who would you recommend this movie to, if I, anyone? I would recommend this movie to uh, yeah, families with, like, a really young audience, I guess. Because uh, I will say at its best there is hints of that Disney magic that you are familiar with. There's like, there's when you see Dumbo fly, like I know that's his thing, (laughs) but when Mm -hmm. you see him fly and the music swells, you're like, okay, there might be something to this. Right. And then it's just everything after that. And before that, it's just like when he's not flying, there's nothing really bringing this movie together, I guess. 
So I would say it's for really young kids who can still appreciate that stuff and don't really have like, uh, um, like you know, the movie has the Tim Burton feel of it. So it's still like magical in that sense where it's very colorful Mm-hmm. Uh, or has a really diverse color palette, which is weird because it also has a muted color palette at the same time. It's like they do they, that so often. They have like a bunch of color, and then they put like this gray filter on top of it. And I don't understand why why it's like that. If you're gonna go all yeah. balls out, creative and colorful, then do it. Um, yeah, and so it sounds like you're basically saying go see us. Yeah, go see us. Uh, Dumbo is not <laughs> worth the money uh well no don't see it in theaters it's for young audiences or if you want to throw in the background while you're there's plenty of movies to throw in the background but if you're really just kind of curious it's not a train wreck again it's just very very middle of the road Mm -hmm. um it sounds very pointless from everything that i've heard yeah and that's the problem is there's not enough wonder in the movie and Mm. for a movie that has the circus and they try to be have all this wonder to it. I just wanted them to have more. Uh, the last thing I'll say is there's, and this is the one good part of the movie is there's a pretty great, and I'll use the word great because I thought it was really fun <laughs> in a movie that didn't have as much fun as I wanted it to. There's a great uh, Dumbo's mom is kind of trapped. Uh, basically, I won't spoil the whole thing, but and I don't need to, whatever I won't. But basically, Dumbo's mom is trapped with the evil circus people <laughs> and she's about to get killed uh, because they want to keep Dumbo for themselves and they don't want to have uh, Dumbo's mom around basically because uh, D- Dum- that's all Dumbo really cares about is being reunited with his mom. Uh, so let's, let's kill the mom and keep Dumbo forever. But there's a great scene where the, the whole circus gets together and they, there's like a breakout scene where they try to save Dumbo's mom, where you have like the circus strong man using his uh, his strength to like uh, pull apart like iron bars. <laughs> and then you got like the contortionist who like sneaks his yeah. way through those bars. And then you got like the mer- the person who pretends they're a mermaid who's singing and distracts the guards and brings oh, them into the wall. So she's a siren. So there's a lot of that stuff. Like there's sorry, that scene was really great because I was like, oh, they're finally using these circus people. But then it made me think, I'm like, if they're gonna do that part of the movie, they should have spent more time with the circus people because <laughs> they don't yeah. de- they don't develop this the circus that well. Like you you meet them, they're really kind of uh, flamboyant people, and they're really they love Dumbo, but you don't get a sense of why they love Dumbo. It's kind of like they learn how he, that he flies, and they flash forward, being like, and then months later. Dumbo is very successful at the circus and you have to assume that there's been camaraderie between the whole yeah. circus. And it's, it's kind of sad if you think about it like that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a whatever movie. I, I swear to God, they, they, there's one line in the movie where they must've hired a high school student from like a cereal box contest because it was so poorly. For the line read or for the, the, for, for the, the line, line itself, the, oh. the line read, it was so poorly delivered it was jarring. What? <laughs> it it no. was it was like this, uh, and I forget Michael Keaton's name, but it, uh, I'm gonna use Michael Keaton's name. Oh, I'll use your name, Taylor. So basically, okay. uh, you're on a kind of like a uh, tower that's getting set on fire, and you're kind of pushing all these buttons, but all these buttons that you're pressing is kind of making it go up in flames more. <laughs> so he goes like this: Taylor, don't press any more buttons because if you do. It, everything will explode 
It's just some random kid. It's some random kid, and that's his only line. He's a kid being like maybe 17 years old, and I was like, "What is this?" I laughed really hard. It must <laughs> be his nephew or something. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyways, that's it for Dumbo. I have nothing. Yeah, else let's to say stop about talking about this guys. stupid movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did it, Taylor. We made it to the end of Talking Tongue. Woo! Ooh, barely, I, <laughs> barely, barely. Yeah, like our audio. Woof. We gotta work on that. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. So, Things in April. Let's, uh, anything? Avengers and Game of Thrones. April's going to be huge. Avengers, Game of Thrones. I wrote Shazam, Hellboy. Hellboy, I don't think is going to be a good movie now that I've seen the trailers, but. Yeah, it's a Screen Gems movie. The people do like Resident Evil and stuff. And when I found that out, it kind of. I kind of want to just have a fun time. So if you can give me that, then like mindless fun, then I'll be happy. Um, Missing Link. Uh, people who Ooh. make Kubo in the two strings. Leica. Uh, yeah. Leica, the production house, yeah. Right. Uh, I have no, like, even though I said I'm kind of coming around to horror movies, I'm going to be select with them. Pet Cemetery, I don't really know. It's um, when you were talking about Dumbo, I was just scrolling around the internet. IGN gave it an 8.2. Pet okay. Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, and Mortal Kombat 11. That comes out. That's the only video game oh, that comes nice. out that's worth mentioning. But uh, Avengers Endgame, that's the only thing I really, really, really care about. <laughs> and Game, Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones will be fun, too. All right, Taylor. Whew, that's, that's, uh, that's a we lot of talking. We did it. That was a long one. That's a long one. Who knows how long that was? Uh, yeah, any, there's no way to know. Anything you want to plug at all? Anything that's going on in your life? Any shows you recommend? Comic books, series, anything like that? Um... God, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. That, that, there's too many things you just threw at me. Oh, yeah. actually, I've just started watching the show on Netflix. I'm late to the game, but people just do nothing. It is hilarious. It's a mockumentary about a couple of boys who have a pirate radio station in uh, Brentford. It's a west part of London, basically. And it's it's kind of like the Trailer Park Boys. They're just scheming and shit, but they're really bad at what they do. Their, their music, they just focus on uh, garage music, drum and bass. It's like terrible 2002 fucking British rap music, but it is so That's good. All right. Yeah, it's well, very funny. What's it called again? People Just Do Nothing. People Just Do Nothing. You heard it here first, folks, or maybe you heard it already. <laughs> yeah, because it came out in 2014. There, there are five seasons. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, so they got to weed. The people at home yeah. need to weed through the garbage, you know? To get what, to do you, what do you want to plug, bud? Uh, I want to plug a ranked top five list of stuff that don't matter. I want to plug the rest of the pod cavern with the improv punch up. Uh, pod cavern, please. I haven't played a game in a while. It's uh, been tough. Maybe I'll stream. Some Maybe Apex. Mortal Kombat. Maybe Mortal Kombat. Maybe some Apex. Uh, although, no, I, I suck too hard. People don't want to watch that. Uh, let's see. I want to do another Cinema Saves the World soon. And we're trying to plan around that. Uh, me and Pull the Plug. Pod Cavern and Pull the Plug. We're trying to marathon more movies for charity. We just haven't figured out what charity and what movies. So that will definitely happen sometime within the next couple Ooh, months. Do like the first three Indiana Jones or something. Uh, if we did that, we would have to include Crystal Skull. Unfortunately. Oh, wolf. Yeah. Yeah. We would do that to um, ourselves. As far as ranked, can you give us a little tease? Do we know what the next episode's going to be? I don't. I'll have to look that over. Uh, but there will be something Marvel related for sure to match up with Endgame or the week after or something awesome. like that. The last episode was top uh, five things about spring, and that's, that's right. pretty appropriate right now. April 1st. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wish I had top five April Fool's pranks, but uh, the only prank we have is that. Uh, there won't be another episode of Talking Tongue until next month, which is not really a prank. That's just sadness. <laughs> uh, Taylor, 
that's it for me. Anything else you want to say? You want to watch Dumbo? Nobody. Now? Thank you for having me. It's nice. Uh, I'm still itching to know what Angus thought about Captain Marvel, but you know, we'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. And you know what? There's better movies out there, like Dumbo. That's uh, true. <laughs> no, that's not true. Don't go see Dumbo. Bye, everyone.